Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Normally, being a little extra can be a bit much. But when it comes to healthcare, it pays to be extra. And United Healthcare makes it easy with Health Protector Guard Fixed Indemnity Insurance Plans. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they supplement your primary plan, helping you manage out-of-pocket costs without the usual requirements and restrictions like deductibles and enrollment periods. So when it comes to covering your medical bills, you can feel good about being a little extra. Visit UH1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Hello and welcome to an episode of Not Without My Sister, in which I, Beatrice McCabe, and I, Rosemary McCabe, give you great tips on self-help. Self-help or self-care? Correct. Self-care. <laughs> I also love how I have an American accent. You're such a bully. What? I do not have an American accent. I wasn't giving you an American accent. I was just giving you an accent other than my own. Hmm. I mean, that was you speaking. Sorry. Damn. Let me tell you, two things happened this week that made me think about this topic. Actually, three things, if I may. So one of the one of the things that happened was a friend of mine is actually looking to lose some weight. And she said, you know, she's she's between jobs. And I said, are you looking for another job, et cetera? Like, what are you doing? And she said, no, actually, I'm going to take a break because I want to lose some weight and I need to focus on myself. And this is a full time job. And I thought that was kind of interesting. I said, all right, you know. Like, what are you doing? She said, well, I might get, you know, I'm looking for maybe some part-time work here and there. I might do, but I really need to take this time to focus on losing weight. She said, because I need to work out. I need to watch what I eat. And I can't do those things when I'm, you know, stressed with work or when I'm worrying about my kids, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. So I kind of thought that was interesting because I've never thought about, I often say about celebrities, like they have, well, sure, like that's their job. You know, they have these, that's their job is to look good, to work out. But I've never actually thought about it as a job, you know, mm-hmm. as like such an all-encompassing effort but that makes sense doesn't it because like I think I've said this on the podcast before but I remember at one stage when I was working as a journalist and also lifting weights like a maniac kind of five or six or seven times a week and I got taken on a press trip to the south of France and we were there for kind of three or four days and it was one you know like when you're on a press trip so all your meals are provided and like your itinerary is done but 
not only that, but the hotel had a really nice gym. And I remember being like, oh, my God, if I could just like if I had all the time in the world to work out and if I had all the options in the world to eat healthily and I didn't have any other commitments like work and like, you know, going into an office, this would be so fucking easy. And obviously that person like does have to cook their own meals. It's slightly different. I basically just want everything provided for me. Yeah, and probably it's not it's not ever easy, but it's less it's easier, right? It's yeah. never easy, but it's easier. Yeah, but it makes sense because I think that we have the capacity to to kind of focus on a certain number of things. You know what I mean? And then once it yeah. gets over like that critical number, and it might be different for every person. I think some people can cope with a lot more kind of balls in the air than other people can. But I think once it gets over that certain number, you kind of things get diluted. So your efforts at weight loss are, you know, not as good, like not as successful or not as thorough or not as committed as they should be, or your work isn't getting your full attention or your kids aren't or whatever it is. Well, I think there's that, but it's also, I think juggling, like how many things can you juggle is one thing, but how many things can you control is the other, right? Because there's also like, if you're working really hard, depending on what your job is or what state of your, what stage of your career you're in or how you're like, what age your kids are, et cetera. There's also like, what's your stress level, you know? And how Mm -hmm, do you, mm -hmm. it's like, because how many things you're juggling also suggests that everything is an even level of stress, if you know what I mean. Stress is is a real thing. Like, and, and how many things can you control? What if your boss is a maniac? You know, you can't control that. And then it's really hard to kind of, to balance. I need to eat X amount of food in X amount of organized way when I'm also working in an environment that's chaotic and maybe unpredictable with maybe a boss who's not as reasonable, who doesn't maybe let me take lunch breaks, who mm-hmm. questions mm-hmm. my lunch breaks. You know, you mentioned recently a friend of yours who was in, who got a new job and the, and kind of said like, oh, you scheduled a couple of meetings over lunch. And the boss said, what lunch? Oh, yeah, yeah. The boss basically laughed at them and was like, yeah, like, you know, like, lol, if you think you're getting to take a lunch break where you leave the office, like, you can eat your lunch in the meeting. Yeah. And so- like, that was perfectly normal and accepted in the office. Yeah, I mean, and I actually think that is probably perfectly normal and accepted in many offices. But again, it goes against this idea of the calm, the routine. Like you need a lot mm-hmm. of regularity and order to be able to control those things and to get on top of them if if they're not the only thing you're focusing on, to yeah. your point, you know? Yeah. And then the other thing, so there was another thing that happened. So I was reading Emily Henderson, who's an interior designer, like I'm sure a lot of people know her, but she's an interior designer and she was on, I think, I think at the very beginning when like HGTV first had its design star or whatever it was, like its version of American Idol. She was one of the earlier winners on that. And then she lives in LA and she's very kind of, you know, she's a real girl next door, kind of approachable, et cetera. And she has her own, she's like a big social following and she's written two books. Actually, you've seen the books. They're like, she does a lot of stuff like how to style your, your coffee table or your bookshelves. Yeah. 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 Right. And I think she's two kids and she's married and stuff. She's her own business. So like, she's obviously not somebody, she's not a slacker, you know, but at the same time, it's become more of a business. So she has many mm-hmm. more employees, et cetera. So recently she posted a thing that I was reading and I was like reading with a kind of a, like, and I'm, I do try not to, you know, of course, certainly on this podcast, I try to be a very nice person, but like even off the podcast, I try nice not person. to be, no, I mean, I'm joking, but I try not to be like bashing people as much. I do think like 10 years ago, I would have been going like, what the fuck? Who's this yeah, person? Yeah, this think one. They are, you know? Yeah. yeah. And now I just go, you know what, like, even if this is the facade that they want to present, like, that's up to them. And I need to not worry about it. You know, I need to not be comparing myself to it because it may or may not be the reality, you know? Yeah. Anyway, she posts, get up. She doesn't, she didn't mention anything about time, but the comments were very interesting. 
I get up, walk the two dogs, then I do a Peloton or some kind of a workout. Then I have a coffee, then I do some reading and then I have a cold ice bath or a plunge bath or a cold shower. It's like, then I go to work. And all the comments were like, you know what? I have to be in work at eight o'clock and I'd have to be up at four o'clock to do this. What time do you get up at? Where are your, the other one was, where are your kids? And as somebody pointed mm-hmm. out today, who was I reading? There was a post. Oh, it was your woman, Megan, Megan Fox, saying like, nobody ever says to Brian Green, where are your kids? Mm-hmm. Nobody ever, like, mm-hmm. she gets a lot of like, where are your kids when you're wearing all this makeup? Where are your kids when you're in this crop top hanging out with Machine Gun Kelly? You know, I mean, they're at home with their nanny watching TV on a really expensive television. They're fine. Yeah, they're t- oh, actually, what did we watch? We just watched Little Shop of Horrors tonight oh. with the boys. Yeah. And uh, did they like it? So enjoyable. We haven't watched it all. But at one point, Audrey, you know, the blonde, the bombshell says mm-hmm. to, she's singing some song and she goes, here we are in our new home. She goes with our huge 12 inch television. And Nash goes, 12 inches. Oh, <laughs> oh so funny. They don't know what it's like. They don't know oh, what it was God. like. No, I mean, so funny. So that was the second thing. And I was like, God, like, you know, back to that point, there's a lot like making space for yourself, whether it's about working out and being a stick and looking like Jennifer Lopez or not, like you have to, like, there's a lot of carving out time and prioritization. And yes, of course, like the big privilege conversation comes into it because like, Mm -hmm. where's your nanny to your point? Like, blah, blah, blah. But that's another part-time job. Like, yeah, like doing that and, and doing the workouts and doing the food and all yeah. that, like that's another, even if it's like a small fry part-time job, but sorry, just before you move on, speaking of Emily Henderson's morning routine, I saw a thing on Twitter today where basically somebody had tweeted every morning, my husband and I make a cup of coffee and we go and we sit out in our back garden and we chat for hours and it's part of our routine and we love it and we never run out of things to talk about. And I just love him so much. Right. Like very like innocent. And the replies, I mean, Yes, right. There's like a certain amount of privilege that like, you know, ha- like how many hours? What time do you get up at? Like, do you not have to go to work? That's very nice for you. Like, isn't that a bit of a brag? But the replies were literally like, yeah, well, that's nice for you, but I have a chronic disease and I can't blah, blah, blah. And then another one was like, that's nice for you, but I have three jobs and I have, and you're just like, please give it a rest. Just let your one, like the idiot be like, I sit outside with my husband and drink coffee and it's lovely. But also, is she an idiot? Like, No, sorry, you, she's not an idiot. You know, I just meant like... Do Let these her other have individuals... her nice, lovely thing. Yeah, but like, you know, a guy that I work with recently told me that his wife goes to bed at about nine o'clock because she gets up at five. That's her preferred time of the day. She gets up at five. She likes to do whatever she likes to do. Whereas like, we all like to stay up at night and do our things. She goes to bed and gets up the next morning. Like, maybe that's what they do. You know, and like when I'm mm. watching TV and watching every serial killer and law and order and blah, 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 maybe she's out listening to the, actually, now yeah. that I'm saying this out loud, I'm like, that's what I should be doing. I shouldn't be sitting here doing this podcast with you in the pitch black. I should be in bed waiting to get up tomorrow morning and hang out in the back with Don, listen to every smart thing he has to say to me. Well, sorry, as you said that about she goes to bed at nine because she likes to get up at five. I go to bed at about 9.30 usually because Brandon goes to bed at 9.30 and, and he gets up at 4.30. I don't get up at 4.30, but I hate the idea of him being cozy in bed and, his, like, and me not being cozy in bed. So when he has to go and get cozy in bed, I have to go and get cozy in bed as well. I'm very jealous. I'm a very jealous That's person. Bizarre. But like also, no. you have a full night of disrupted sleep ahead of you. That's true. That's true. Yeah. So like I get into bed and two hours later I get up and then about four hours later I get up and then I sleep for a couple of hours. And then I get up. I get up at about seven now with the baby seven or eight. 
But are you asleep at 9.30? I have to say, no, when no, you're no. texting, I'd say you're not. No, no, no. Brandon goes to sleep and I play Tetris for about 45 minutes and I'm getting no better at it, let me tell you. I must play Tetris. I love Tetris. I'm I'm second in Fort Wayne. Don't get what? competitive now. I'm number two in Fort Wayne to add a Tetris according to my app. How do you know what is this app? Send it to me immediately. It's just called Tetris. And it just says rank in Fort Wayne two. So How many people are playing in Fort Wayne? Four. No, I've actually have no <laughs> idea. I was seventh, so I'm I'm really improving. But I wonder who's first. How long have you been playing for? About three weeks. And I'm oh. really not getting any better. Sometimes I die within about two minutes. I'm very poor. Because I, I always try and build it up really high, you know what I mean? So I can get oh, it all the yeah. way down. It's very satisfying. Very satisfying. It's very satisfying, but it's very frustrating. I used to dream about Tetris when I was in about third year. I dreamt about Tetris incessantly for about a year. Just dreamt about it all the time. Was it stressful or was it relaxing? It was boring more mm-hmm. than anything. But like, I think that that's telling of the teenage brain. Yeah, just like like fixating on something. Yeah, obsessively. It wasn't a boy. It was a block. Right. I used to just have have endless dreams about Morgan from the line that's in the wardrobe creeping oh in and killing God. me. So not as a teenager. But no, anyway, no, um, probably not. So the third thing then was I was in bed the other night and I was like, oh, I was awake. Uh, I had to get up at two a.m. I w- I went to bed at eleven, and I got up at two and I couldn't get back to sleep. And so finally, oh. I, I got up at about I got up at four. I had been awake though from two o'clock. I I got up at four. I went downstairs, I wrote, I was composing emails. You can imagine, I was thinking, oh, I must write to this person, must do this, I mm-hmm. must do this, I've got to finish this, I've got to, all work-related. And I went, and I've, you know, we've a lot of changes in the office right now. So like, and I mean, I actually like, I'm definitely not somebody who doesn't like change. I think I told you about the time I went to interview at Louis Vuitton, didn't I? And no. they were like, I was so excited. I was like, oh my God, I'm going to work at Louis Vuitton. I'm going to be amazing. I'm going to run Louis Vuitton before I'm finished with this. But Twas not to be. And I went in, they were like, okay, we're looking for somebody to design our bowler handbag line, you know? Right. And it was like, the bowler handbag exists, so we don't need you to design it. But just every season, you'll obsessively fixate on what the newest update to this bowler. You won't change it. You won't change its dimensions. Like, it's perfect the way it is. But you'll decide, is it going to be pink? Is it going to be, will I put some piping on it? Will I change the handle? I was like, literally in the meeting, I was like... Oh my God, like that's not for me. But, and yet, aren't they the ones laughing on their way to the bank, you know? So maybe I need to find a bowler and like not change it. But anyway, so definitely I'm not somebody who wants status quo. I yeah. like yeah. change. I like finding better ways of doing things or different ways, ways of doing things. But there's a lot of change happening right now. And I realize that even that might be disrupting even my, even my genius. No, even my, <laughs> there's a joke, even my like ability to, absorb change is being challenged by this plus like the kids are you know we have Nash is in middle school which to my shock and horror starts at 7 30 a.m every morning right Listen, so don't I know I had to drop them last week oh yeah so early so early know, a nightmare right up at the crack of dawn have to then argue with him etc and then I'm in the office by 7 55 having stopped at Starbucks for a coffee so like I'm now in the office going, I don't know what to do with myself, you know, up, up with the chickens. But anyway, all this to say, so I was lying in bed and I was up at, I was up at 2 a.m. And Don's like, he goes, he goes, maybe you need to find some time like for yourself. Like what, you know, what would help you? And I'm like, I, I don't know, maybe I could be reading outside of my bed and like have these three books of leadership books. It's like, 
obviously there's there's a very common theme like I need to find something that is not work related yeah, to relax yeah. with you know but then I had this idea that between dropping Nash to school and going to work I would go to Pilates and I was like I'll go to Pilates and I'm like oh my god it sounds like an even worse nightmare now I need to be a Pilates and I need to be working out now I need to be having a shower now I need to be getting into my clothes now now I need to be in work by nine I don't I mean yeah, I know yeah. a lot of people do this yeah. and I truly know that a lot of people do this and like maybe I need to do I need to maybe one morning a week or one morning every two weeks at 8 a.m you need to just go for a massage I mean, you would probably spend the 45 minutes, like I often do, just thinking about work and thinking about things you have to do, but at least you can't do anything. Like you're forced to just lie there. Your body is forcibly relaxed. Hmm. You know what I mean? I would, say that over the, I would say that over the years, I've gotten much better at when I am awake. I used to be awake and so stressed, like awake and so anxious about being awake, you know, and like really getting wound up in bed and I think I think a lot of people feel that way when they're oh, awake yeah. and can't get back yeah, to yeah. sleep oh it's so frustrating but now I don't feel like that anymore now I lie in bed and I just let my mind wander and if I can't sleep I can't sleep and I just lie there and as mom would say at least your body's relaxing to your point hmm. you know I don't I don't find it stressful at all anymore to be awake in the middle of the night because I think I am all the time but I also realize it's not healthy yeah, probably true. But I mean, I do think, you know, like when we all started talking about self-care and it was like basically a way to market bath bombs at millennials. And it was just <laughs> like, you know what I mean? But it was, it was like, you know, here are all the, here are all the like jade gua sha's you can buy to relax your face. And here's the, the ice roller you can buy to relax your temples. And here's the bath bomb you can buy to relax your bath. But if you can't actually find time, not just to have the bath, but time in which you can have the bath and you don't have the pressure of thinking I should be doing X, Y, Z. And that's the true priv like that's the true privilege point, I think, that like differentiates people who can truly reap the benefits of self-care and actually kind of indulge in it and have it be positive for them. And then people who are like having a bath because they're like, oh my God, I should be relaxing, but I also should be doing this and I have so many things to do, but like I haven't had a bath in a week, you know, I should just I should just relax and light this candle. You know what I mean? But I think sometimes mm. it can get very stressful when you're basically like, I should be relaxing. That's why I always hated Ashtanga yoga. Well, I hated yoga because every time <laughs> I do yoga, I just spend the whole time thinking, oh, my God, I should be doing this. I should be doing that. And I wish I had a pen and paper to write things down. Do you think do you find do you take baths? Do you find them relaxing? I do and I don't. Um, I find my American bath more relaxing than I find my Irish bath because I can fit my boobs and my toes in at the same time, which is nice because <laughs> otherwise in my Irish bath, one would always be very cold and I'd have to put like a warm face cloth over my boobs or else, you know what I mean? So I find my American bath nice, but I frequently do just find myself, A, I can never get, I mean, sorry, this is a very long answer to a very simple question. I can never get the, I can never get the temperature right, right? So it's either too cold or it's way too hot and I'm literally sweating in the bath or sweat running down my face in the bath. Yeah, and then yeah, I'm like, yeah, I feel yeah. dirtier now than I was yeah. when I got in. I feel like I'm sweating and, that's and sweating a, That's a tough one. Being Getting the right temperature in the bath is like such a fine line because the minute it drops to slightly too cold, it's unpleasant. It's gross, too cold. yeah. When it's too hot, also gross. I agree with you. Like, I'm literally like, I'm parched. Yeah. I start to feel boiling. I'm like, I need to, I forget like my wrinkly fingers. What was it my kids were telling me that like, did you tell me this? I told you. 
Yeah. Your wrinkly fingers are designed to like. That's an, that's an evolutionary thing that happens so that if you're in water, you can still grab things like fish. I feel like that's, again, evolution is only favoring the males. I don't want to be grabbed if I'm in water. I don't want to be grabbed if I'm in water nowadays. I mean, could that not have just gone away? It's about grabbing things in the water. But I'm saying nowadays when I no longer need to grab fish, the only thing that can be grabbed (laughs) is me. I'd like to just be like, sorry, you can't get in because our fingers are too slippery. That'd be great for the kids. (laughs) Sorry, kids, you can't get in because if you get in, I won't be able to grab you. No, but listen, you wouldn't be able to grab. I mean, I inevitably drop like the shampoo or the soap or something. You wouldn't have to grab it down the bottom of the bath. I'm oh always dropping listen, something in the bath. Listen to what happened this week. So I what? purchased when I got my hair cut last time. My most beautiful. Oh, no. Not John Frieda. Kevin Murphy. Kevin Murphy. Shampoo and conditioner. Heaven. 30, Heaven is Kevin Murphy. It smells very 30, nice. Smells delicious. $35 each. Would you be well? And I used them sparingly and I went, well, I mean, sparingly-ish, but like this week I went into the bath, into the shower and I was like, where's my, where's my shampoo and conditioner? Where's my heaven? Nowhere to be found. I go into Nash's, <gasps> my 11 year old son's bathroom. There they are with the lids off them, dripping into <gasps> the shower, empty. <gasps> Thank you, Rosemary. An appropriate reaction to a, to a catastrophe. Sorry, did he get in trouble for this? I mean, yes, in as much as I said, don't do this again, but I was also trying not to overreact about shampoo and conditioner. I mean, he's old enough to know that, like, that's yours, not his. You know what I mean? Listen, what's mine is his, etc. Blah, blah. But it's more like, but it's more like, don't leave the lids off. It, you I know, know what I mean? Like, when I you're know, finished, put be, the lids back don't on. Don't be reckless and wasteful. I thought you were going to say that just that somebody was using them because similarly, I bought Kevin Murphy last time I got my hair done. Similarly, $35 per bottle. And then the other day I said to Brown and he, he got out of the shower and I went, you smell nice. <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, have you been using my shampoo and conditioner? And he goes, yeah. And I was like, I thought you didn't like the smell of them, which he complained about the smell of them weirdly. And he went, well, they don't really, but they make my hair feel great. I know, the creep. Rosemary, I hate to break it to you, but I did notice that he was like, Letting his like locks lounge on the cushions in the grass yesterday. I know that's he was doing. That's because his hair was wet, and 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 I had put some curl enhancing smoothie in it. Who are you? Somebody are you who wants Italian? to get rid of all of her products. Are you Italian? No, Why are I'm you somebody to who has his curls? I'm somebody who has too many hair products and wants to get rid of them. So I keep saying, "Oh, Brandon, you should try this." He was putting like Aussie Aussie leave in oil in his hair for weeks, and then I had to go, "Don't do that anymore." It's a bit too oily. Oh, God bless. I know. I know. I mean, it's actually fine. If your hair is bone dry and you want to give it a bit of a shine, it works. But he was putting it in his wet hair and then his wet hair was just looking a bit greasy then all day. But it was fine. Most of the time he had to wear a hard hat when he was on site anyway, so he wouldn't even know. I I don't care what his colleagues think of him. I only care what you think of him when he gets home. What do I think of him when he gets home? Thank God you're here. Hold the baby. Don't, I barely but even notice him. It's like a receptacle yeah, and you're like, the baby. And then you're like, but don't touch the baby with your greasy hair. I'm like, here, hold the baby while I go and run myself. I'm maybe relaxing, maybe not relaxing, maybe too hot, maybe too cold. Bath, bye. Small details are big surfaces. Tight corners are odd shapes. Flat, rounded, textured, or tall. Whatever your next project, there's a spray paint pattern that's just right. 
because Rust-Oleum's new Custom Spray 5-in-1 gives you control with five different spray patterns, so you can tackle nooks, crannies, edges, and curves without worrying about drips, runs, uneven coverage, or anything else. Custom Spray 5-in-1, only from Rust-Oleum. This Mother's Day, celebrate the extraordinary women in your life with a heartfelt gift from Blue Nile. Whether it's for your mom, a mother figure, or yourself as a mom, find that perfect piece to express your love and appreciation. Explore Blue Nile's exquisite pearls and mesmerizing gemstones that she's sure to love. Enjoy fast shipping options like guaranteed free shipping and returns. Make this Mother's Day unforgettable with a piece from Blue Nile. Right now, get up to 50% off at BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. I do love a good bath, though, except, I mean, and I love my children, but they all want to get in the bath with me and they all see it as a major treat. And I don't. <laughs> oh, um, I I was going to say, I quite like, well, I've started having a bath with the baby, which is very cute because he's very cute, but you have to have the bath so shallow and so tepid. So that's definitely a too cold bath. And I was going to say, you'll love this now. When I'm in the bath with the baby, right, we'll be sitting there, we'll be playing with the rubber ducky and we'll be like splashing water on each other. And then every couple of minutes, he'll notice my boobs and he'll just come towards me, mouth open like a piranha in the bath like straight at one of my nips but actually speaking of which I just posted a reel to Instagram just for you and I'd like to get your reaction to it right now while we're live on on the pod it it could be too late could already could already have been removed oh this fucking picture of your boobs hanging out of your bra no 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 it's a reel you have to go in and look at it Beatrice and and but also like this put the sound on did I need to see this put the sound on Beatrice This, this is for you this is on a press play. This isn't a real Rosemary. This is just a photo. No, it's a real. No, it was just a photo there. <laughs> I mean, he's a doubt. Liked by 101 people. Like, he's a doubt, but like, really? <laughs> Tell me more about this self-care. What am I supposed to be doing now that I got this yummy, yummy? You know what I've what I've read a lot since this whole conversation about self-care kind of happened in the beginning and was all about bats and bats bombs and like things we could buy. And then there were a lot of people kind of 
having a reaction to that and saying it's not all about things you could buy self-care includes things like setting boundaries for yourself and your friends Mm. and your family members around you know what you can be expected to do or what you can be expected to put up with so that like you know people will talk about things like if you know that you have a relative who always kind of makes jibes at you for being single or for being fat or for being thin or for being you know like whatever it is that you like self-care is saying to your mom I'm not coming to dinner with that uncle anymore you know what I mean like I'm setting boundaries and I'm just not I'm just not sitting you know through a meal with him because he makes me feel like shit and he knows he's doing it and I'm not doing it anymore and also I think there's been a lot of talk about kind of saying to friends sometimes like I don't have the emotional bandwidth to talk about x right now if it's like have you, ever do- have you ever done that no no but I mean you know people even <laughs> even saying things like you know what one of them that actually is uh, that I see people talking about a lot and they talk about a lot on maintenance phase the podcast which I really like with Michael Hobbs and Audrey Go- Aubrey Gordon but they talk about saying to friends and family members I don't want to talk about diets So whether it's somebody telling you about their diet or telling you that their relative just did an amazing diet or telling you that they're on a diet or that they're trying to lose weight or that they're focusing on weight loss or whatever it is, basically saying to them, hey, I really try not to talk about diet culture and it's something that makes me really uncomfortable. And, you know, I would just rather not talk about that if you don't mind. Have I ever done that? No, I can think of nothing more awkward. I just just feel like I would die saying that to someone. But do you feel like that? I feel like you love talking about dieting. So sometimes I do. I think it depends. If somebody's telling me about their successful diet, I feel like going, oh, I don't God, no, no. Thanks. I don't need to hear about this. Thanks. I need to feel like we're in this together. Yeah, yeah. If somebody's telling me about how they've struggled their whole life to lose weight, I'm like, great, relatable content. Give me more. You know what I mean? I don't know. I mean, I think I I go back and forth about it because definitely the more the more I hear people talking about macros and calories and hashtag healthy eating and whatever the more I think about it and sometimes I think I don't want to think about it because if I could somehow get out of my head where I'm thinking about food in terms of calories and in terms of good and bad and healthy and unhealthy then I could get to some magical equilibrium where I would literally just eat the food that I wanted to eat and not worry about it and that I would then be the magic size 10 that magazines always led us to believe we were all supposed to be I know, I, I know you really enjoyed yesterday when, when Don was offering toasted cheese sandwiches and you were like, are you going to have one? And I said, and I said, I'm not hungry, but I like to respond to my bodily needs. I only eat when I'm hungry. And you looked absolutely disgusted. Fast forward two and a half minutes. I'm like, give me a half a sandwich. Stealing my sandwich. sandwich. I know. And what was worse was I was given three, I was given three delicious toasted cheese segments and I left them the most toasted one to the end. I was like, that looks delicious and like caramelized. I'm going to eat that last. And then you fucking swiped it off my plate. Miss, I'm not hungry. But also, sorry, I was looking so peeved because I genuinely cannot remember the last time I was not hungry. And I don't, I mean, I think I've always had a big appetite, but I do also think since having the baby, I am hungrier than ever before, which is a problem because I was always, as I said, very hungry before. Now I'm very, very, very hungry all the time. And like things that I used to eat and then be like, I am stuffed now I eat and I'm like, what's for dessert? Liam, don't, don't put this part in, but I don't want to correct you, but like, I think that's been for the last, because you said you were going to go to the doctor before the baby. I think this has been, no, no, quite genuinely. I think whatever med... No, I think whatever medicine you're on, I think it's not you. I think it's whatever medicine you're on. 
Oh, Liam, you can happily leave that part in. That might be helpful to people. That's helpful to me. Oh, I think it's, yeah, yeah, that's what I think it is. It's whatever medicine you're on because I said that to mom before as well. I said, like, I don't think this is you. I think this is your medication. You and mom were talking about my appetite. No. I need to set boundaries. Well, you two are not allowed no. to talk about my appetite. No, it wasn't about your appetite. We were talking We were talking about your medication and I said, I feel bad for Rosemary because I think that like so many things are outside of her control. So when you're on all this medication, that's true. So I feel the same way about lots of people who are on medication that they are on to cure a bigger yeah. issue in their lives. And then that has all these knock on effects. And like, I don't think, I don't think you'd have any of these. I think, I think there are a lot of things that bother you in your life that would not be problems where you're not solving for another issue. Do you know what I mean? That is actually very helpful to me. Thank you. I was going to say, though, on, to, on the topic of self-care, there's someone else that I was following recently who put up a thing about self-care. Someone else I am following who recently put up a thing about self-care where she was basically saying that one of the most important things you can do for yourself in terms of self-care is to exercise compassion when talking and thinking about yourself and like forgiving yourself. Yeah. And like forgiving yourself for, you know, not getting on the Peloton or not getting on the rowing machine and literally just going easy on yourself and being like, like, don't worry about it. You're great. You got this. You know what I mean? But don't you think also sometimes you might get on the Peloton if you gave yourself the kind of pep talk you would give to a friend, you might get on the Peloton versus like, I mean, oh, actually, that's what happened. So I said to Don recently, I said, you know what, for Christmas, because we were talking about giving each other like reasonable presents because we just went to Disney, etc. And I was like, that was part of our present, even though I'm fucking wrecked afterwards. And but let's, I said, you, you know what you could actually do is you could put a bow back on the rowing machine. I said, I could look shocked on Christmas Day and I'll start all over again. It actually might be a better, you know, instead of going like, oh, I haven't been on this for like seven months. It might be better to be like, oh, a brand new rowing machine, you know? And, but like, if you were here and you owned the rowing machine and you had not been on it, I'd be like, oh, no problem. Why don't you try again tomorrow? Why did, whereas mm-hmm. me, I go, loser. Can't yeah, believe yeah. you haven't been on it for seven months. Can't yeah. believe you're doing such a crap job. Nobody should have bought you a rowing machine. You know what yeah. I mean? You're so lazy. So it's true. Can't believe you didn't. Yeah. Like, you know what were you doing yeah. yesterday when you could have been on? You know what I mean? Exactly. Yeah. And, and I we and, know what and we also, mean. And I genuinely have the best of intentions. And I wake up at the weekend. I go, I'm going to get on this. And then literally, it's eleven o'clock, and I go, didn't think of the rowing machine at all between I know. nine. I know. And eleven. I, like it I literally did not cross my mind. I seem to only get motivated to exercise now at 10 p.m. after Brandon's fallen asleep and I'm playing Tetris and I'm like, you know what I'm going to do tomorrow? I'm going to exercise. I'm going to go for a walk or I'm going to get oh, on the Peloton. I'm going to do this. hundred percent. And then to your point, totally forget. Totally forget. But isn't that when but, I'm in bed? But if you were, but if if you were talking to your friend and they said I forgot, you'd say, don't worry. Mm-hmm. How about what if you watch? Maybe you should put some post its on your fridge. Like you'd be coming up with all these helpful ideas to help them. Whereas with you, with yourself, you just go. Absolute spanner. <laughs> I never be thought I a spanner. No, oh, no, I do. I'm right do a better job tomorrow. And then, like, do I do anything to help myself? Nothing. Maybe that's actually the biggest takeaway from this episode is the best way to practice self-care is not to punish yourself for having big feelings or for not doing something you meant to do or for making mistakes because we all have big feelings and we all fail to do things we meant to do and we all make mistakes. That's my intensely profound. Thank you, Beatrice. Finally, I've come up with something of worth and it's only taken a hundred odd episodes. Rosemary, so many things are of worth, but unfortunately Liam cuts most of them out. Oh God, that bastard. (laughs) 
Thank you all so much for listening to Not Without My Sister. You can get us on Patreon, patreon.com slash notwithoutmysister. You can follow us on Instagram at notwithoutmysister. You can email us, notwithoutmysis at gmail.com and follow us individually at Rosemary McCabe and at Beatrice McCabe. Beatrice is about to get posting much more frequently, let me tell you. Am I? Are you going to you, post for me more frequently? Yeah, well, I asked you for your password the other day and you ignored me because I said it oh, booted me out and I needed your password again. Oh, I didn't see that at all. You can also follow Rosemary if you like, happen to turn up on her estate. She's out at about 2 p.m. every day with the baby and the buggy. I mean, is she? Sometimes. <laughs> she, try, she tries to be Rosemary, but if she was your friend, what would you say? You'd say she does a really good job trying to get out there with the oh, baby. Oh, God. I basically I feel bad because the only time I ever get out, get out in the buggy with the baby is when I'm just sick of him. No. And I'm like, stop no. pulling off no. me. Rosemary, if you if you were your friend, what would you say? Isn't it great that you're getting out with him at all? Correct. I don't know what I'd say. I don't know what I'd say. I'd say, oh my God, having a baby's exhausting. Listen, whatever you do is great. There you go. Whatever you do is great. Sometimes she comes out. Sometimes she does. Sometimes she sits in her rocking chair. Sometimes she's on the steps. Sometimes she's in the car. Generally, she's out at about 2 p.m. every day. Beatrice, stop helping my stalkers. Thank you all so much for listening and we'll catch you next time. Bye. Not Without My Sister is produced by Liam Garrity, sound and original music by Don Kirkland, and our original illustration is by Lindsay Nielsen. Petrified, the horror fiction anthology podcast from a darker Ireland is back. Who's there? Petrified tells the chilling tales of ordinary people encountering the supernatural and their terrifying fates. Oh, dear God! Reverend Mother! CrimeReads.com said Petrified is extremely well-written, expertly produced, and brilliantly acted. Don't leave me here! Petrified. Your headphones will be haunted. Small details are big surfaces. Tight corners are odd shapes. Flat rounded, textured, or tall. Whatever your next project, there's a spray paint pattern that's just right. Because Rust-Oleum's new Custom Spray 5-in-1 gives you control with five different spray patterns. So you can tackle nooks, crannies, edges, and curves without worrying about drips, runs, uneven coverage, or anything else. Custom Spray 5-in-1. Only from Rust-Oleum. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. This message comes from BOF sponsor eBay. You'll know real when you get it. It'll say eBay Authenticity Guarantee. And you'll feel it. Maybe it's a head-turning handbag, a watch that says it all, jewellery that makes you look like the gem, or sneakers and streetwear so fresh every step feels fly. eBay gets it. So look for the blue check mark next to that thing you love. And be confident that every inch, stitch, sole, and logo is checked by experts. With eBay Authenticity Guarantee, you can trust that feeling of real is always in reach. Ensure your next purchase is the real deal. Visit ebay.com for terms.